Traveling internationally as a vegan can be pretty stressful, but it doesn't have to be. It can be easy. From this episode, I hope you'll take away three things. First, make sure you plan before your trip. You'll likely do some form of planning before a trip. For example, you might want to choose what tourist destinations to visit. So do some vegan-related planning while you're at it. Second, once you're on your trip, load up on vegan food whenever you can, but manage your expectations. Finally, it's okay to make mistakes if you eat something not vegan by accident. You're still vegan. As I like to say, focus on progress over perfection. Hey, and welcome to the Friendly Veg podcast, where we explore the social side of being vegan. In each episode, we'll dive into personal experiences and perspectives on the benefits and challenges of being vegan in today's society. I'm your host, Serena. I've been vegan for 11 years. I've been vegan as a student, now as a working professional, and in multiple countries. Thanks so much for being here. So before we start talking about traveling, I want to thank I Love Dogwood for their five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I Love Dogwood wrote a review titled Vegan Journey, and this is what they said. Thank you, Serena, for your story. It was lovely to hear your vegan journey. I applaud your honesty, straightforward, and gentle way of opening up to your audience. I can imagine it was difficult for you dated back five or ten years ago. I'm seeing more vegan food and vegan option restaurants and vegan restaurants, so I hope people who are vegan no longer feel they need to hide their veganism from their friends or families. More people like you will really help demystify veganism. I'm vegetarian and I don't eat eggs or dairy products. We cook vegan food at home as much as we can. I'm working towards being vegan for the love of animals. Keep your podcast coming. I enjoy listening to it. Wow. Seriously, thank you so much for the kind words. I'm smiling so much saying this because it truly means so much to me. Thank you so much. I love dogwood. Now, if you would like to support me as well, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube, but if you're not listening on any of those platforms, feel free to take a screenshot of your podcast player, post it on your Instagram story, and then tag me at friendlyveg underscore. I'm super curious to see who is listening, and I would appreciate you letting me know. Okay, let's get into it. So let's say you've just booked a big trip, you're going abroad, you're excited. Now, whether you're traveling to visit family, friends, attending a wedding, which has been my reason for travel recently, or you're just traveling for fun, you're probably going to do some planning. Because you're so excited for your trip, you might have already Googled best things to do in your destination. You might have decided that the first day you'll go to a museum, but the next day you'll spend time with your family, etc. No matter what, you'll likely do some form of planning, and because you're already in this planning mindset, it makes sense to add in some vegan-related planning as well. So this is what I do when I plan a trip, and this is what I suggest you do as well. Make a list of all the vegan restaurants you want to visit. Plan your trip around these restaurants, but try to choose restaurants in different neighborhoods. I really like doing this because restaurants are typically located in interesting places. Because it can be tough to figure out which neighborhoods to visit, especially if you're visiting a really big city. So by choosing a neighborhood to explore based on the restaurants located in it, it sort of makes your decision-making process easier. I actually did this when I went to Singapore, so my partner Tim and I, we didn't know what we wanted to see, but we knew we wanted to eat a lot of vegan food, so we rented bikes and biked all around Singapore to try different vegan restaurants, and it was like a vegan food tour. And I got to see neighborhoods in Singapore that I don't think I would have seen otherwise if I had just looked up something on Google like top things to do in Singapore. 
So again, planning your trip around vegan restaurants is a great way to push yourself to see different parts of the place you're visiting that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. But how do you know what restaurants are vegan? Well, actually, it's easy. You can use happycow.net for this, which is an awesome website that lists vegan options in pretty much any destination you can possibly travel to. But you can also use Google Search and Google Maps. So why both Google and Google Maps? Well, because I've found that the search results returned from Google are slightly different than the ones returned by Google Maps. Google Maps search seems to incorporate details from restaurant reviews, so when you search vegan restaurants on Google Maps, you might see a lot of restaurants show up, and it might be surprising how many restaurants seem to be vegan-friendly. But if you look closely, you might find restaurants that are not vegan where the reviews are like, this restaurant doesn't have good vegan options. But that's really useful to know too, so you know to not go to those restaurants. Okay, so at this point, you've identified vegan restaurants you want to visit, and you've identified neighborhoods you want to visit. But while on your trip, you might find yourself in unknown neighborhoods or at a non-vegan restaurant, and this can be very stressful in the moment, but you can plan for this. So before your trip, look up details about the local cuisine on Google. For example, in preparation for a recent trip to Malaysia, I googled, is Malaysian food vegan friendly? And I googled common Malaysian food ingredients. There are so many resources online to make use of, so make sure you use them. Because you'll want to learn about the local cuisine anyways and the culture, right? So you can do that from a vegan perspective. Sure, you can learn what is not vegan, but you can also learn what can easily be made vegan or what is accidentally vegan. Keep these foods in mind for when you're on your trip because they can become your go-to orders or your go-to purchases at grocery stores and markets. But how do you actually veganize a dish when you're at a restaurant if you're ordering something? Well, you'll probably have to learn the local language a bit if you don't know it already. But keep in mind that vegan is a term, it doesn't necessarily exist in every language or culture, so again, make sure you do your research. But rather than just learning the word vegan, learn the word for without, no, and then eggs, butter, milk, dairy, etc. With this vocabulary, you'll be able to order modified versions of local dishes to make them vegan. But really, don't just learn vegan-related vocabulary. Learn how to say thank you while you're at it because people really appreciate if you make an effort to learn their language. So at this point, you haven't even gone on your trip yet, but you've already identified vegan restaurants you want to visit. And because you've learned about the local cuisine, you know what can be easily made vegan. And you've learned some vegan-related vocabulary. This is all great. So let's talk about how to navigate being vegan while actually on your trip. We're not in the planning phase anymore. Now, maybe the place you're visiting actually isn't very vegan-friendly, and maybe you learn this through your trip planning and research. But no matter where you go, I guarantee you there will be something you can eat, even if it's just bread or just bananas or just rice, that sort of thing. If this is the case, load up on vegan food when you can. Eat the foods you can eat in abundance. That might mean eating a larger-than-normal meal at a restaurant or storing snacks from the grocery store or market in your hotel room or wherever you're staying. What this looks like for me and what it has looked like for me in the past when I've been traveling in Asia is if I pass by a convenience store or a market that has vegan-friendly bread or dumplings or even rice, I will buy a bunch to save for later in case I haven't found anything vegan that day. So I know that no matter what, once I get back to wherever I'm staying, there will be some vegan snacks and something that I can eat waiting for me. But you might be thinking now, wow, I don't just want to eat bread all day while on a trip, and that's fair, but to this I say temper your expectations. 
you might unfortunately be in a location that isn't very vegan friendly, or maybe you didn't have time to do your research before your trip. Maybe you will just have to eat a plain bagel from Starbucks every day for breakfast. This is what I've sometimes done in Asia when I've been traveling with Tim. For some reason, there's Starbucks everywhere, and you can always find plain bagels at these Starbucks, which is great, actually. And it's fine for me, but Tim still struggles with this despite being vegan for five years, and I'll let him speak for himself another time, but he does feel, at times, somewhat unsatisfied with regards to food while on trips. Whereas for me, I try to focus more on the excitement of being in a new location, and yeah, I'm okay with eating the same food over and over again. As long as it's vegan, I'm happy. But whether you're like Tim or you're more like me, again, it's completely valid, but I do suggest you try focusing on the excitement of being in a new location rather than focusing on the food aspect. But despite all the planning and preparation and despite your positive mindset, when you're traveling, you might accidentally eat something not vegan because things do happen. This happened to me when I was in Pakistan. So my first meal in Pakistan was chana that a friend took me to eat. By the way, by chana, I mean chana masala, so a chickpea curry, but my friend called it chana, so I'll just call it chana. Anyways, my friend took me to get vegetarian chana, but my first bite, literally my first bite, I bit into a chicken bone, and I was pretty shocked. It was unfortunate and also a bit funny, actually, and my friend felt so bad, but I just shrugged it off because you can't be perfect, especially when you're traveling. But Pakistan was not an isolated incident. This happened to me in Malaysia recently as well. I ordered nasi goreng, so fried rice with no egg, but it came with egg. So I just picked out the egg and didn't eat it. It actually happened a second time in Malaysia where the fried rice came with not just an egg, but it came with one single sardine, which was definitely unfortunate. So like me, you might accidentally eat something not vegan when you're on a trip. Don't beat yourself up over this. It's okay. Again, focus on progress over perfection. But what happens if you become friends with locals and they offer you something that isn't vegan? Maybe they don't understand what vegan is, but they've made that food especially for you. Of course, you could refuse, but depending on your level of comfort and out of respect for that person's generosity and positive intention, you might want to eat just a bit of the non-vegan food and hear me out. Again, this is a story from Pakistan, so my friend invited Tim and I for a home-cooked meal with his mum. She made a special dish just for us because she knew we were vegan, which was so nice of her, right? Well, the dish contained paneer, so it had cheese in it, it was made out of cheese, and at that point I didn't feel comfortable eating any, but Tim did, and he wanted to. Tim wanted to extend that respect to our friend's mom, so he ate a bit of paneer, and that doesn't make Tim any less vegan. I'm happy he was able to do that for us because our friend's mom went through all that effort of cooking for us, and she was welcoming us into her home. Again, like I said, that doesn't make Tim any less vegan, and if you find that you have to eat something non-vegan while on a trip, that doesn't make you any less vegan. It's an isolated incident. So that's it. Traveling as vegan. Again, it can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be. Plan before your trip. While on your trip, load up on vegan food when you can. But don't let being vegan stop you from enjoying yourself. If you mistakenly eat something that's not vegan, that's fine. You're doing your best and you're still vegan. So I hope this helped. If you made it this far, thank you. If you would like help with vegan travel planning, I do have a travel checklist on my website, so friendlyveg.com. It has all the planning steps I shared in this episode, and it's what I use when I plan for a trip. So to wrap up, I'll share my favorite hate comment from this week, and I quote, The way that you're getting almost no protein from tofu because it's not bioavailable. 
and it's at the same time causing leaky gut, inflammation, bloating, and gas, but peasant food all to save a chicken, right? You don't care what you eat to not hurt animals, even though are you are, and in the process you're hurting yourself. Smart, huh? End quote. The reason I love this hate comment is because one of my friends actually decided to engage the troll and they went back and forth and I was left being like, wow, I have so many notifications. I generally either ignore hate comments or I reply graciously if they ask me a question. And really, I try to choose kindness above all else because there's always a possibility that the person making the hate comment is just misinformed and looking to learn. I hope by showing you how I deal with hate comments, I can inspire you to, you know, choose kindness even when dealing with somebody who is coming across as abrasive. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode, you might want to join my mailing list. I share vegan tips, easy recipes, and answers to your questions every two weeks, directly to your mailbox. You can subscribe at FriendlyVeg.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.